Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And in this episode, not really going to do any sort of ranting or raving, but really trying to better myself and along the way, better you, because this article I came across offers some really solid advice. And I can say not that I have like a ton of life experience. However, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s, so I have a, a decent amount. I would like to think at least a, a minor respectable amount of life experience. And I can definitely say that what is being pointed out here has certainly helped me and it's helped me build a business. It's uh, you know helped me in, in many facets of life. And I'm more than confident it can help you if you take to heart you know what's being talked about here. Not always easy, not always pleasant, but usually the things in life that are not necessarily easy or pleasant, you know, at, at the end, they benefit you way more than the things that, you know, just always easy from the get-go, right? Because if things are easy from the get-go, if things are pleasant, well, then a lot of people are going to be doing it. And then we just get into the economics of supply and demand. And when there's a huge supply of people doing something, you know, it, it doesn't really give you any sort of edge. But when you do stuff that is not very pleasant, that is not enjoyable, well, then you know what? You're doing something that's not enjoyable, which most people are not going to do. So by default, you are giving yourself an edge. And that's really what everything is, right? Whether it's sports or business or life, do you have an edge? For me, it was always growing up playing football. And the week before, whatever team we were playing, we were always watching film, right? Film of their previous games. Why would you watch films of a team you're about to play's previous games? Well, at the core, you're trying to get an edge. You're trying to figure out what are they doing? Why are they doing it? In what situations may they be doing something? And all of that, you can then game plan around. You can make decisions based on what you believe or what's probably going to happen. And that's an edge, right? That's just trying to give yourself an edge. And that's just, a, but anything in life, really, that's, if you boil it all down, you're trying to give yourself some sort of advantage so that you can, you know, put yourself in a better possible spot to succeed. So here in an article from CNBC, make it, Stop asking, how can we improve? Research says the best CEOs do these three things when asking for feedback. Now, the first part of this article is about more so, hey, if you're a team leader, you don't wanna be you know, coming across as you know, not being open to ideas. And I realize that wherever you are in life, you may not be a team leader. You may not be in charge of any, of any people at all. But I, let's just push that aside and let's just look at the, the general rules here of how do you just ask for feedback in the first place? Because whether you are leading people or maybe you're asking the person leading you for feedback, it, it's good, it's wise. It is extremely beneficial to ask for feedback. Once more, to preface it, not necessarily always easy and it's not easy because assuming that you respect the person and assuming that and, and part of that respect should be, well, I don't think they're going to like beat around the bush. I think they're going to tell me how it is. Give me their true thoughts. You may not like their true thoughts. You may, I don't want to say offended, but it might kind of rub you the wrong way. It might not be the words that you want to hear. And that's not easy. And I'm the same way. I have, you know, been building my businesses and part of the businesses are, are, is YouTube and YouTube comments. It can be a savage, savage place but there can also be some really good feedback. And when you put together a class or you put together any sort of business service as I've done, and then you start to get feedback on it, I mean, it's so easy to just focus on the good bits of feedback, the good bits of feedback, 
and then just look at something where it's not even a bad bit of feedback. It's just some sort of constructive criticism and then just, no, nope, they're wrong and just ignore that and only, no, you, you want to focus on all bits of feedback. And again, not really the easiest thing at all times, but can be very, very beneficial. So like I said, I'm not going to read this entire article because the first part of it was geared more towards if you're some sort of team leader in charge of a bunch of people. Uh, but like I said, not not what is needed. I mean, you don't have to be a team leader for this to apply to you. So the, I'm going to pick up here as far as the title is concerned with a subheader titled, How to Ask Courageous Questions. Courageous questions address the concerns your people have about whether you want to hear what they're thinking and whether you have the confidence and competence to do something with the answer. So again, when I, it's within the context here, when they're saying about your people, that just means because they are leading people. But at the core, right, if you are asking anybody, you, you want to know, you want to really get the most genuine answer possible. So to pick back up here, they differ from a generic, how can we do better? So in other words, if you're asking somebody, how can I do better? That, that, that's really a, a very generic question, okay? So according to the research, that's not a good way to go about. So whether it's, I mean, really, I, it could be me asking my wife, hey, how can I get better? Oh, okay, that's, well, I, I can see a very easy follow-up question, that being, well, I mean, in what regard are, are, are you saying you want to get better? I mean, to just say, hey, how can I get better as a husband? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, first off, at least you're asking. So that, that that's great, but let's try to fine tune it as, as and make make the question make make our end goal, which is to get feedback as efficient as possible. So again, from a leader's perspective, how can we do better if you're leading a team? But if you're just by yourself, how can I do better? So the, it says uh, the question in several ways. Based on the research, the best CEOs and managers do three things when asking for feedback. Number one, they get specific. We often hear from leaders who complain about the quality of ideas or how so many ideas aren't relevant to their top priorities. The solution is straightforward. Ask for what you need. For example, rather than asking, how can we improve? Ask, what is the number one frustration of our largest customer? How can we solve it? So there we go. Do you see how, I mean, that, that's a fantastic question. That is a very impressive way, a very efficient way to narrow down the general premise of the question of, yeah, how can we improve? All right, yeah, in what regard, in what way? All right, well, how can we solve a problem? Okay, yeah, I, I get it, we're getting a little narrower, but in regards to what, well, the number one frustration, okay, but for who? Our largest customer. I mean, you were getting very, very specific in that situation. And then they offer up another example, or for the next two quarters, our most important priority is customer retention. We need every idea we can get to help keep our best customers. What's the greatest obstacle to keeping our best customers? What's the number one low cost action we can take to improve our customers' experience? I mean, that's definitely a very loaded question. And that's why, yeah, this stuff isn't necessarily pleasant. Now it's not pleasant in the sense of you may get feedback that you don't really wanna hear that maybe hurts your feelings a little bit, that may be okay, but it's also not necessarily pleasant and you gotta put a little bit of thought into it, right? These are not, I mean, these are not like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to ask these questions, but it is gonna take a little bit more of, yeah, so how can I get better? Uh, all right, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry can ask it, ask it that way. But these, these are fantastic questions. So get specific. Whatever area of life, whatever thing you are seeking advice for, truly think about it. 
what what feedback do you actually want? Now, yeah, you want to get better. You want to get an edge. You want to, you know, propel yourself forward. But, but how are you going to do that? What sort of answers would allow you to accomplish that goal? And when you start to think in that way, you're, you're going to get much more specific in the questions that you ask. Number two, they're humble. Next, a courageous question creates vulnerability. When you say, what is the greatest obstacle? You acknowledge that there is a hindrance and you want to hear about it. The idea is to ask questions that implicitly say, I know I'm not perfect. I know I can improve. This is a strong message if you sincerely mean it. In turn, it gives your team, or in this situation, it gives the other person you're seeking advice for, permission to grow with you while making them feel safe in sharing their real feedback. Don Yeager, Chief Operating Officer of Cloud Company, uh, Mural Corporation, likes to consistently ask his frontline team, what are our policies that suck? That humble question quickly identifies anything that's getting in the way of progress. And that's, again, what I found is when you're humble, you open up. You make it seem as though you truly do want to learn. You truly do want to improve. You truly do want a solution to whatever you know a problem may be or whatever you're seeking feedback about. I mean, and put yourself in, in, in this situation. If somebody comes up to you and they're coming across as arrogant, as they're coming across as a know-it-all, if they're coming across as, you know, um, I'm really too good for this. I mean, are you really going to give them feedback? Are you? Re- I mean, you may give them feedback, but are you really going to give them well-thought-out feedback? I can only speak for myself, but if I put myself in that situation, somebody comes up to me asking for advice, and they are just giving off the vibe as, hey, I'm just doing this because of some sort of obligation. I'm doing this because I'm supposed to, but I already know the answers. I already have it all figured out. I mean, I'll give them feedback, but wow, it will be so surface deep. It won't even be worth their time. Why won't it be worth their time? Because if that's how they're coming across, I don't think it's worth my time. Uh, Apparently they have it all figured out already. So why exactly am I going to invest so much of my time to try to, you know, give feedback to somebody that really just comes across as not wanting it in the first place? I mean, that, I think that's fair on everybody's part. Not exactly a, a way to go about it. But if somebody is humble, if somebody is opening up and, yeah, being vulnerable, then, okay, yeah, that, that's a much different situation. And it really does open up to, this, to you know, it, it creates, as they say here, uh, in turn, it gives your team permission, or in this, person, in this t- case, like I said, the other person, permission to grow with you. In other words, yeah, let's go on this journey together. You are humble. You want to get better. I'm willing to... To, to pour more into this, I'm willing to help you grow. I'm willing to, you know, go along with you in this process. And in this situation, you know, grow with you means, you know, I'll give you more feedback along the way if you want it. And, you know, it's very easy to have that mindset. It's very easy to feel that way if the person approaching you is humble. So, I mean, not, I, I guess I wouldn't say this is like some sort of, oh, wow, we got to give this person, you know, the Nobel Peace Prize for this. But at the same time, how many times in your life have you, come across, maybe you know somebody right now. I mean, I know people where they ask, they make comments, but you almost have to run the question through your head. Okay. Okay. Are you saying this because you actually want feedback or are you just saying this because you're looking for sympathy? Are you just saying this because you, you want to make it seem like you're after feedback, but you're not after actual feedback and you get that very gray territory, but don't be gray, right? Which goes back to number one. Be specific and be humble. And then number three, they don't respond yet. 
This is where well-intentioned managers are, again, in general, just, well, I'm going to replace managers with people. This is where well-intentioned people often get into trouble. They ask a good question, but they weren't prepared to hear feedback that made them, or, but they weren't prepared to hear feedback that made them feel uncomfortable or challenged with their pet project. They leap to explain or defend. Asking for feedback and, and ignoring it is worse than not asking at all. When you ask a courageous question, allow yourself to take in the feedback. Take notes. Thank everyone for taking the time and having the confidence to share their perspective. With many courageous questions, you'll get conflicting perspectives. That's okay. Describe the next steps if you need time to process and then respond. Tell them when that will happen. So now in this situation, if you're asking for feedback and they give it to you, this may not be a situation where you actually need to respond to them. Maybe you're just asking for feedback in general. But the the, the general core point here is, hey, you're, you're asking for feedback. You're not, that person is not asking you to defend yourself. That person is not asking you to explain. Unless they say, well, I mean, before I get feedback, can you explain more about this? Well, that's a different situation. But the point here being is it goes back to, Oh, ah, okay. That, that wasn't exactly what I was wanting to hear, what I was thinking I would hear, but don't respond, right? Just, yeah, think about it. Just soak it all in, take it all in. And that is where I will say has been a massive, massive benefit for me and building businesses. For my other business, I offer several online classes and it all started with one class. And then from there, it was, ooh, are you saying my class didn't address? Ah, okay. But I put a lot of time into that. Okay, well, I mean, you're not upset. You're just offering some some constructive criticism. You're giving me feedback that suggests that, you know what, maybe there's an, something else I can do. And you know what that quote unquote something else I can do was, we'll create another class. And, and those people, because they really did enjoy the first class, they're just offering up some feedback that they went and what? They, they purchased in the second class. So because I listened to the feedback, because I listened to, you know, criticism that wasn't pleasant, but it was constructive, you know, I, my business was able to create more revenue. And that's what you've got to just, you don't, you don't have to, and I'm not perfect in this. Let me just, I, I should have probably prefaced all this. I'm not sitting here saying that I've all this figured out and I've, I've mastered it. Uh, I've, I've um, butchered it many times. So, I mean, this is not me sitting on the mountaintop and, you know, talking down to all you mere mortals, nothing like that. But I will say that it, when you just stop, take it in, say, hey, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, you, you, I thanks for the feedback. Lots lots for me to think about. And, and you move on. You know what? Not only are you staying humble, right, going back to number two, but that's going to just help you absorb it. Maybe even need to sleep on it. And that's that, that really does help out and go a long way. So take it in. Don't be offended. And don't respond right away. You don't need to defend. You don't need to, you know, explain anything. So just keep that in mind. But I thought this was some fantastic stuff here. Um, nothing too complicated. Number one, when you get specific, you know, complicated is probably not the right word. A, a bit more challenging than saying, hey, how can I improve? You know, it's, it's a, a bit more than that. But really after that, yeah, just be humble. Don't be a know-it-all. And I assume that if you're still listening right now, uh, you, you're not going to struggle with number two because if you think you have it all figured out or you have all the answers, uh, but you know maybe you started off listening to the podcast, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you probably turned it off a long time ago. So if you're still listening to my voice right this very second, I, I would say that you're not going to have any 
problems with number two because you're clearly looking to improve. You're clearly looking. I mean, you're getting my feedback in a sense right now. So you, so in that sense, you're basically halfway there about being humble and you know being open to the fact that, yeah, maybe somebody else can give me some feedback. And then, yeah, the, the probably hardest one might be number three. Just don't respond right away as, as much as it can feel like you need to defend yourself or all of a sudden start explaining yourself. You know, just, just sit back, soak it all in, and think about it. So good stuff here. I found this article very helpful and always good when, uh, you know, there, there's proclaimed research out there, but then you can see that the research matches up pretty well with your own life. And like I said at the beginning, not that I am some sort of genius with, you know, several decades of life experience and wisdom, but I have enough to, to say that, yeah, the, these things will definitely get you on the right track. So thank you everybody for hanging out. I appreciate it. Appreciate your support and everybody take care. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.